0: Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit BrandonBeckEDU.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. This one is another one that has just been long overdue, like really long overdue. We scheduled it several times, but here we are. You will hear the subtle sounds of Maine in the background because I am very fortunate today to have with you the executive director of the Maine Principals Association. And she is in a complete rock star and doing incredible things all over the state of Maine, Holly Blair. Holly, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing outstanding. I've got, it's, it's green, <laughs> it's warm, you know, it's it's June, school's wrapping up. I, it's It's great.
0: It is great. And you know, we were just talking on the pre-show about all the amazing things. You have a very busy summer ahead, but it's a very exciting summer with some great things. And I'm looking forward to diving into those and talking a little bit about how you ended up where you are today. So, Without further ado, we got to jump right into you. So let's talk a little bit about your journey into this world of education, where you started and how you got there.
1: Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to connect. This is this is great. Um, so who am I and how did I get started? So uh, I born and raised at the very tip top of Maine. My dad was an educator. I have many educators in my family. Um, so, But it was my fifth grade teacher, Dr. Gail Seitzma, who actually brought the love of learning to me. And it was like right then and there, I knew I was going to be an educator of some sort. I was going to work with kids. And so I went to school, became a um, reading teacher at a middle school. Then I went down into the elementary level, taught math and science. Absolutely loved it. Continued on in my education, got my master's degree, um, became a teaching principal, actually, up in Aroostook County, which was really exciting uh, because I taught pre-k it was a pre-k to eight school i had 27 kids which was the neatest that was just the neatest experience um unfortunately that school did close and so i ended up moving down state um, went to what is called Down East. So that's like the easternmost point of Maine and became a teaching principal there in a K eight, pre K to eight school with 13 kids. It was really neat because I was 26 years old and they called me a school mom. <laughs> it was, it was, that was pretty special. Um, I taught pre K, K one, two, three, four, um, gifted, talented, special ed, gym. And when my cook was out, I threw in the chicken nuggets. <laughs> So that was, that was fun. Um, probably one of the best parts about that is uh, they they plowed my driveway for free because I had to go to school. So <laughs> so that was neat. Um, but then I ended up moving down south, um, became a full-time principal um, in a grades three to five school in Freeport. Absolutely loved it. Um, moved up to uh, Auburn where I became a full-time principal there as well at one of the highest, actually the highest poverty elementary school in the state at the time. Um, And that was definitely, definitely a different uh, experience, but probably one of the most enriching and and rewarding experiences I could have ever imagined. Um, But I left there and it was my son's senior year. And on a plane trip back uh, from a vacation, I ended up seeing my former principal on an airplane who happened to be having a conversation about who would be the perfect person for this newly structured assistant executive director um, for a professional division at the main principal association. And I just happened to walk on the plane. And uh, so it was really kind of a cool story because I wasn't looking for another job. And so when he reached out to me the next day, he said, hey, you, would you be interested in this job? I actually told him no, <laughs> because I loved being a principal. I loved being with the kids and, and being with my staff. Um, but I thought, you know what, I, I do truly believe that every, per- every person needs to go through the interview process pretty regularly because it is a wonderful reflection tool for anyone really to sit back and think about all the really great things that that one does in, in the profession. And, uh, and so I thought, you know what, I've got one of three choices. I can not be offered the job, but that's okay because I have a job I love. I could be offered the job and say no thank you because I had a job I love or I say you know what? This is, I think, the next chapter. And lo and behold, I I took it. And then uh, when he retired, I became the executive director for the professional division and have loved every second of my job. Wow. Yeah.
0: I always find it amazing when people are able to have such a clear, defining moment. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that that is... I love it when, when people are able to so easily articulate that one particular moment where it all changed for them. And I think that's such an amazing thing. You know, I mean, it doesn't really get better than being on the same plane as your former and principal and, <laughs> and then a job offering walking into your life.
1: Yeah. It was yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy. But I've also considered myself very fortunate because I've never left a job I didn't love. So I, I've been very blessed on my my journey. So, yeah. And, and because of my job, I mean, I get to not only work with all of the schools in the state of Maine, right? Pre-K through 12. I also get to work with um, schools in states across the country. You know, I get to meet other state executive directors. I get to meet um, incredible authors and presenters because, again, my, my role is to bring high quality professional development to Maine. And um, and because of that, I've ended up not only becoming colleagues, but friends with a lot of these people, which is, I mean, quite frankly, it's how we, you and I met. Right. When when I was presenting out at Teach Better Conference. It was just it's really incredible the, the, the opportunities that have come available. And I got to meet Rick Cheddar and, and because of our friendship, um, we ended up writing a book together. So it's just everything has just worked out so well. And it, it's all because of the, the position that I have right now. And it's 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 pretty great. It's 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 outstanding actually. And then also I do a lot of work with the legislature, both um, in the state of Maine, in Augusta, but I also work a lot with um, our Congress people up in Washington D.C. And because of that, I'm now uh, I, I teach school law, so <laughs> it's just the whole thing. It's just it it's just worked out so incredible. Um, but I'm very fortunate because I've got a lot of connections, which really, quite frankly, ends up helping out all of the administrators throughout the state because I do have these incredible connections.
0: And it's funny to think where you are in your career and how if i were to ask you probably 20 years ago if this was where you expected you would end it up you probably would say that i'm crazy because you're in a place that that now is such a rewarding experience and such a rewarding opportunity to be able to impact and have such a long lasting impact beyond just the work that you're doing in person, directly connected with people, you're also it has so many different waves and ripple effect that continues on to to make this this education space such a greater place for you. And as you're you know as you're working and as you're you're getting out there and and seeing and I know that one thing you do a lot is you share a lot of the amazing things that schools are doing in Maine. And I think that that's really important. Talk a little bit about Some of the some of the amazing things that you've been seeing happening, because I just feel like we're always talking about the things that are going wrong and how to fix them. And I just don't I think that's something that always caught my eye about you is that you're always sharing a lot of things that are going well. So talk a little bit about some of the things that are going well in the state of Maine.
1: Absolutely. And just to kind of give a little bit of background, you said it, you know, the, the thing is, that education is an incredible profession, right? I mean, what other profession out there has the impact, the direct impact on our society, the next generations, than education, right? We are so fortunate to be able to work with these kids, but everything that you hear in the news is negative everything. And it's, and it was really bothering me. And I, and one of the things that I tell my people is like, you know what, when you start to feel bogged down and you start to feel weight on your shoulders, walk into the classroom, see the great things going on and then take a picture of it, write up a few sentences and send them to me because there are incredible things going on. You're going to find that you're going to have a hard time picking which one to send me that day. And so from, that's how the positive story of the day just happened. And so now, um, my, my, I'd have teachers and principals sending me these stories. And at first it was, they, 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 they'd say, Holly, is this, is this okay? Is this, what you're looking for? And I said, absolutely, this is incredible. And now they don't even ask that anymore because they know the great things that are going on. And now my problem is, is I have more stories than I have days of the school year. <laughs> but what a great problem to have, right? Um, so some of the really great things that go on. So there's a program that we do, it's called the Education Leaders Experience. And that's done in partnership, the MPA with, with a couple of other businesses. And, and we one of the, the experiences that we have is a mock legislative day. And so that's when educators from all over the state come together. They actually go to Augusta. They sit in the state house. They work out a couple of real bills um, and learn that process. Well, one of the teachers actually brought that back to her, um, what was I think it was seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade classroom up in Caribou. So I had the opportunity to go up and work with an entire grade in Caribou, And we walked them through the entire legislative process. We talked about the importance of their voice in Augusta and the difference that they actually can make. So that was that was really incredible to watch them realize, wow, my my voice does matter. You know, I'm not just a kid or, you know, things that are going to impact me. I do have a say up. And so that was something that just happened. That was that was exceptional. And then we were also very lucky that um, Susan Collins. Our, our Senator um, was able to actually um, free up some time in her schedule. She was able to come and talk to the kids too. So that was just something outstanding that came because of all of these positive stories. So we had that, we had um, up in Aroosti County, we had um, some kids and some teachers write a grant, talk to some local businesses, and now they have an entire outdoor learning space. That and That's something that's not going to impact them just now. That's going to be ongoing and lifelong. This is that, that's exceptional, right? So these kids aren't going to be looking at, oh my gosh, how can I get out of this space? There's nothing here. They realize, you know what? I help bring things here. I want to stay. So that was something that was, you know, huge. Um, Something as simple as, uh, you know, having a, um, a, a grandparent's tea where we have, you know, kindergarten and first grade students who are writing letters to the to the people in the nursing home. And they're writing letters back and forth. And then they got to come together and have tea or Kool-Aid or whatever it is that they had, iced tea, right? But just an opportunity to bridge that age gap. But these are relationships these kids are going to remember forever, you know, and it makes a world of difference to these senior citizens. Um, You know, not even mentioning that we've got the kids who are in high school and the graduates, you know, and them looking at, you know, not only where I am, but the work that I've done and the reflection of their past 13 years, and where are they going from there, and then just this, the speeches and the conversations and just their own reflections is so powerful, but all of these have been stories that have been shared, Um, and so, you know what, it takes what, the principals maybe, or the, the teachers, and I actually have some students write articles too, I'll, post those. What better way to get what's going on in the schools and from the kids themselves, right? So they'll send them to me, it takes them less than 10, 5, 10 minutes to send me a few sentences and a picture takes me 10 minutes to put it out on social media. And it in now their stories are getting internationally known, right? That that's pretty powerful. And then one of the, the neat things is that I'll have people contact me saying, Holly, how can I get in touch with because I want to connect with them see how they did it so I can do it. So, yeah. yeah. It, oh, it,
0: so good. It was so it, good. I love that, everything about it. I love everything about it. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no. I, I got to interrupt you because I think it's important for listeners to understand that I say this quite often and it's great to hear you say it as well, the importance of the story, right? No. The idea of this whole podcast that you're on is understanding the stories behind the amazing educators that are out there. There's so many amazing educators and school leaders that are out there that may not ever write that book, that may not ever get a chance to speak in front of an audience for whatever reason. But the courage and the ability to share those stories – is really what it's all about. And it's where we can see those moments to be celebrating so that we can use those moments to help us take ourselves to the next level through the challenges that come ahead. Because like you said, to be able to connect others to this is happening here and here's the person you can connect with, we can use each other as resources and those stories is where it all starts from. That's the foundation.
1: Absolutely. I tell my people all the time they're each other's best resource.
0: Yeah, it's so it's so critical. It's so important. And I love I love all of the examples. So many amazing examples and all of your contact, all of your ability to be contacted will be in the show notes. So all you have to do is just follow Dr. Holly Blair on any of the social spaces and you will be able to see that all of these amazing stories of the amazing things that are happening. In Maine, And I think that's great. And I think that's awesome. And I think it's amazing. But now as we get to this point here at the end of the year, we are at closing out school years all over the country. And now as you find yourself going into the year ahead, with all these amazing stories, with all these celebrations, with all these great things that are happening, what are your hopes for the future? And what are some of the things that you're working on to put those hopes into fruition?
1: No, absolutely. My, my hope is that in looking at the educator pipeline, right? We, we know that there's a teacher shortage. We know that there's an administrator shortage. My hope is that the more good, positive stories that we can get out there, the more people are going to see education as a real profession that they want to go into. And my hope is that we continue getting those good stories out this this is how you educators can and do make a difference. And I want to encourage people to go into education. I want them to see the love of learning, not only for themselves, but the love of learning when they could share that with others and they see that light in the kid's eyes, you know, that magic that happens and they they just continue to, to want to do it and they want to stay in it and they want to stick with it. And then I want to see them go up into administration because then, yeah, you may not have, as much one-on-one, but you know what? That's entirely up to you. There is no reason why that administrator can't go into classrooms every single day, you know, and have direct impact on all of the kids and then be able to see the difference that they can make at that level, you know, because that, that impact will impact All of the kids in the entire school, not just a classroom. Right. And then maybe even continue on into into the superintendency. As long as they continue having that positive message and they keep that love of education going, that's what I want. And so what do I do to help that out? Um, As we were talking before we we started today, the um, my summers are busy. And so I have the opportunity to go to national conferences and talk to people who are getting re-energized, right, for the new school year and continue those that that great energy and feed off of that. And then I bring it back. I, I do two induction uh, programs in the state of Maine for all new administrators. And I want to... Just drill that energy right into them and get them excited and realize that they're not alone when they go into the building, even though it might be scary and they don't know necessarily what they're doing. They've got a network of people who are there to support them. And I want them to go in hopeful and energized and excited for the next school year, because you know what? That's how that excitement just gets into that building. It only starts with one person. One person has that power to make a difference and then show that love of learning with the staff. That's just going to trickle down right to the kids. There's no reason why that that can't that can't continue. So that's my hope, that's my goal and I know it's going to happen.
0: I think it's definitely going to happen and I think that, you know, as an educator myself and as someone who gets the opportunity to work with teachers, leaders, etc., you know, one thing that I constantly find is that speed bump or that roadblock You mentioned getting into classrooms. You mentioned having that opportunity to impact. And I feel that a lot of the feedback that I get from a lot of our school leaders is they're overwhelmed with putting out the fires. They're overwhelmed with the behaviors. They're overwhelmed with the phone calls and the discipline and the following up and the opportunities where they're constantly trying to fix things. And after three, four days, two, three weeks, they start to realize like, man, I haven't even had a chance to get into classrooms. I haven't had a chance to do what I really thought I signed up for as an administrator, as a school leader, which was to clearly impact educators' confidence, to help them know that I support them, to help them know that they can continue to have that limitless potential with their students. Talk a little bit about what you recommend, because I know you obviously work with a lot of educators Mm -hmm. that experience that because we're human and we're, and it's totally something that is, is constantly going to happen. And, you know, we're not sugarcoating any life as an educator. It's hard work that we do. Talk a little bit about your role in, in working with educators who are experiencing those issues and what's some advice you give to them.
1: Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, there are there are days when an emergency, a something is going to come up that's not going to allow you to really leave your space. Absolutely. I acknowledge that. But it's not every day. And and is it easy to get bogged down in the paperwork and the emails and the phone calls? It absolutely is. But if you make and I tell my new teacher, my, my new administrators, this I tell my veteran administrators, this make it a conscious effort to get into those classrooms. Even if it's one or two a day, come up with a system. will as a matter of fact, we'll have um, a brainstorming session on how do you make sure you get into all of the classrooms every week, or at least every two weeks, if it's a larger school, right? How do you make it a conscious effort to do it? And then have help Get the help of your secretary. You know what, on, on this day, this hour, this is blocked out. There are no appointments that are to be had during this time. Um, tell your superintendents, you know what, on, on these days, this time, I'm going to be in classrooms. Put it on your email. I'm sorry, I, I will respond to you. However, I am in classrooms. I will respond to you after set time. Very few emergencies come up that will re- that will actually take you away from that. If you make that an absolute priority, it is possible. Now, again, I also recognize there are going to be things that do come up because that's true, that does, but it's not every day. Um, and who is going to get angry because you didn't respond to an email immediately because you were in classrooms, right? That's so that that is something that I, I tell my my new administrators get in the habit of doing that. And then the other thing is that the teachers are going to start to expect you to come in, right? Well, how? I thought you were going to come in today. I was really looking forward to you coming in today. The kids, they'll start realizing, you know, what they actually care about my my learning, what I'm what I'm doing in class. You know, and that part obviously takes time. Right. But the more you get into the classrooms and you start building those relationships with some of those kiddos, especially the ones that need that little extra love. um, You know what? That, That makes a big difference. And that actually will help with ultimately with some of your behavior issues. You know, some of the mistrust, some of the whatever comes up, you know, you make those phone calls. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I was in your son's classroom today. I've got to tell you, this was incredible. Parents are used to getting things like that. Why can't we reverse some of that dialogue into the positive? And that, those are just some things that I give for piece of advice that, that can be done. Um, and the people who do it see the difference.
0: And I think it means a lot more coming from you, meaning that you're working in a state that has such a wide variety of schools. You know, you have schools of 27 and you have schools that are large and and much, you know, much bigger with larger diversity, larger populations and getting the chance to be able to work across all of those schools must be so fascinating because you get like a a doctorate, you get like doctoral data like every single week because you're seeing it at such a a large grand scale. And I think that's really incredible talk a little bit about the the impact of being able to see all of these things happen on so many different levels must give you so much belief and hope that these things can continue to happen
1: oh absolutely absolutely well one of the things that i do every week is i have um virtual regional meetings and so they're 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 by i have them divvied up elementary middle high school even though we've got all spans, right? So people will come on whenever they can, but it's an opportunity, regardless of the size of their school, to come on and ask questions of each other. You know what? What do you do for classroom management? How do you do an effective open house and that brings parents in? How do you bring in a class that now has fifty additional non-English speaking eight-year-olds? Uh, you know how do you do that? And then, or they'll call and ask me and say, Holly, do you know of any schools that? Beautiful thing is I, I put out what I call it a question from a colleague and so again they send me a question I'm able to get it out to the entire state and within a half an hour I've got over 50 60 responses that is immediate feedback for that person who had a question and then they're able to make the connections. So me being able to go into the schools and seeing some really neat things that are going on and then going into another school where they're struggling with something, this school had a strength. I can make those, I can help make that, that connection for them and build those bridges. So, um, I mean, it's, I've been doing my job, what, this is my 10th year now. Um, and, and it's, it's starting to get to where people realize, oh, this is, I can, I can get in touch with Holly, or I know I can put a question out to the colleagues, but I'll be able to find somebody who can help me. That's, in my state. That, that's that been kind of neat.
0: I think that's such a, a great thing because I know that many, especially many of the educators, many of the people who listen to this podcast, many of them are active on social media. And I know personally that I found so much comfort during the time of the pandemic when we were all locked inside of our homes. Getting on to Twitter chats, getting on to Twitter spaces where I was able to connect with people who may have been like two weeks ahead of me in their level of going back to school and what it was like. And it was almost like seeing the future and being able to know that I wasn't alone was probably one of the most rewarding things because we were in such difficult times and unknown times and uncharted waters that. When you have the opportunity to be able to to see it in so many different places, it must be, you know, an amazing thing for you to be able to find ways to connect your educators and connect your people so that they can continue to see that, hey, it may be a problem here, but it's also a problem here. And here's one way that Mm -hmm. they're trying to overcome this challenge.
1: Or this is one way they did overcome that challenge.
0: Absolutely. Or
1: you might want to connect with them to say, what were some of your bumps that either you can maybe put things in place so you don't experience those same bumps or maybe make the bump a little less bumpy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. no, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's really, you know, ultimately what it's about. You have so much passion and I know many of the people aren't going to see your face when they're listening to this. But I can assure you she is smiling through this whole thing. And just these answers are coming off so quickly because it's such a rewarding experience, I imagine, to see it happen in so many different places and be able to get so many different versions of so many different stories mm-hmm. that it just, it's just it got to be such a, a, a hopeful position and such a, a thing to be able to give hope back because... It is a very challenging profession, and we are always going to continue to experience many different challenges every single day, no matter what, no matter how great of a teacher you are, no matter how great of a principal or superintendent you are, you're still going to have those, you can't make this up kind of things that are going to happen on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, those are the stories that empower us. And those are the stories that keep us moving in the right directions, because we're still standing. And if we're still standing, then good things are coming. Exactly. (laughs) No, I appreciate that. You know, you talked about her late earlier in the show. And I want to come back to the person who inspired you Mm -hmm. to be this amazing educator, connecting and, and touching the lives of so many. Talk a little bit about your unlocking unlimited potential dedication because we do do that on every show. We make sure that we rise by lifting others, and we make sure that we take the opportunity to, to give a shout out to someone who's out there unlocking unlimited potential and all whom they serve. So, tell us a little bit more about Gail.
1: I will. Okay, so Gail Seitzma was my fifth grade teacher, and when when it's funny because when my my elementary Colleagues, teachers or principals talk about, uh, they remember their high school people. They remember their middle school people. Like, no, you know what? Elementary make, make a, a difference too. I just remember her making learning come alive. I actually wrote about her in the book. And um, she made learning come alive. She made me want to go to school. The days that she wasn't there, school wasn't as bright. And I just remember how she made me feel right? She made me feel like, because I was there that day, her day was better. And she did that to every single person in that, in that classroom. And I thought, wow, this one lady loves what she does so much. She's making everybody here just naturally love it too. And I thought how, you know, and and at that, that, at the time it was obviously, I mean, I'm 11 years old and I didn't know exactly what that impact was. Um, But, you know, growing up and thinking about, all right, well, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I just always just drifted back to Mrs. Seitzma, saying, you know what, what I, it sounds kind of selfish, but I want to make people feel like that. Right. I want to make people love learning. I want them to be excited to come to school because, you know, I'd listen to other people and they hated school. They didn't like it. They didn't blah, blah, blah. But nobody who were, was in her classroom ever said that. <laughs> it was just she was incredible. And so when I decided to go into education, I mean, she was she was on the pedestal. She was the one that I wanted to to be and i wanted to be like her and and i couldn't tell you a specific lesson that she taught it was just the environment the love the just the fact that i just wanted to keep going back you know and so when I when I talk about educators, I mean she is like the epitome of what an educator is, and and I don't know where she is. I I would love to find her. Um, I I go home right and I drive. I don't know where she lived when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> 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 I mean I was so excited. I went to her house on Halloween. I mean it was just things like that. But um, and I, I mean, she's moved. I know that I know she's moved. I don't know where she is. So if she's ever if she's out there, she has if she's Gail,
0: if you're out there. Come on, we gotta. Here's your shout out. You gotta connect, we gotta find you, find each other. This has gotta happen.
1: (laughs) All right, Mrs. Sidesby, you are the reason why I am here right now on this podcast. You are why I'm an educator. You are why I'm the executive director of the Maine Principal Association. You are why I love what I do. So, thank you, and I really do. He hears
0: that that is an awesome shout out i hope she hears it too i'm, I'm determined now i think i have to go and do some googling and right. figure it out <laughs> you know you talk we didn't talk much about it but we did talk much about it you know you the book that you recently wrote with rick jetter um shout out to him as well he's also a former guest on the show um who shared his awesomeness as well um the title of the book, You Are Number One, The Science on Reasons bequ- Behind Why We Remember Some of Our Teachers. I mean, you just kind of hit on it a, a mm-hmm. lot with Gail. And you've also, we've talked a lot about that as we've talked about the amazing people that you've been sharing the stories with. So tell us a little bit about, uh, about the book. Yeah,
1: so the book, you uh, the, so the, the, the reasons why we remember. So um, if I were to ask anyone, Tell me the name of your favorite teacher you're gonna have a name right you know you know who and you know why absolutely It, it comes almost it comes automatically i could also say on the converse tell me the name of the person who is probably the exact opposite that name's going to come to mind as well which is why the science and reasons why because of the actual impact. It's it's almost like an imprint that they make on your brain. Now, you've had hundreds of educators in between. Absolutely. And you could come up with names and they just don't jump to the forefront like that one or that one. Right. So the book was why is that? Why? Why do we remember? What is it that those people do or what did they do to make us remember them for either the good or the bad? And um, and so Rick and I did a survey of hundreds of people from all around the world. Uh, we were able to put them in, quite frankly, into eight different categories of, of what was that impact on us as humans um, that made us remember them, again, for the good as well as the not. And then when people read the book, um, we, we put some reflection questions. The hope is that they'd be able to do a book study with other educators and say, okay, what kind of educator do you wanna be? Do you wanna be this one, number one? Or do you want to be this one number one? And what can I do if I want to be this one? And so that's just um, it's so that yeah, it's it comes down to the neuroscience and and the impact that it has on your physical brain. Um, So it's 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 a neat book. Um, People people are enjoying it. It hit number one in Amazon in two different categories, so that was exciting.
0: Oh, it's such a it's such a fascinating concept and a fascinating topic and. And I think it's critical because everybody who is an educator got in because they had that teacher and it could have been the good one and it could have been the bad one. And, you know, it's such an empowering, empowering part of being an educator is, you know, I heard a quote not too long ago that we're perfectly positioned to help those who went through similar experiences to us. And I think that's where kind of the fire starts. That's where the fuel starts. That's where someone is like, man, school wasn't so great for me. And I want to make it better for others. Or man, that teacher was incredible. I'd love to be able to pick up where they left off. And I think that there's not many teachers out there that are saying that they want to be the the worst teacher on someone's list. Right. And I think, that, I think that at the end of the day, That's such a powerful, meaningful thing. And that rolls me right in here to this last part, because I believe that the ultimate goal of all educators is to unlock unlimited potential in all whom they serve. So I'm going to ask you to finish my sentence. Unlocking unlimited potential means.
1: Staying positive and loving what you do. Going in and interacting with those kids, regardless of how old they are or how tall they are. Go in and... Ask them how's your day? That one, that one little question could make a complete world of difference for that person. And just having that that connection and remaining smiling. And when things start to get, like I said, when they start to get heavy, go into a classroom. That is going to completely change it. No educator went in for the money right? <laughs> they wanted to make a difference. So you have the opportunity to make a difference every single day with every single kid that you come in, co- in contact with.
0: So nah, just- that's so powerful. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to all of that. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. It's incredible to see the amazing stuff that is happening in the state of Maine. And it's incredible to see your impact in all of that. And it's also incredible to see those amazing stories. I, I, I'm so, so proud to finally have had the chance to sit down and connect. I know we kind of passed each other in a hallway, talked for a few minutes, went back and forth about connecting and having this actual conversation happen. And I'm glad that it finally happened today. I'm glad that it happened at the end of the school year because I'm empowered to keep going because I get to connect with awesome people like yourself. So I truly appreciate you taking the time to join me on this show. In the show notes will be the link to the book and also Holly's connections and contacts so that you can continue to follow and see the amazing work that's happening that she is a part of in the state of Maine. So I thank you for everything that you do. And I thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. And to all the listeners out there, if you heard something that was inspiring or heard something that you believe that someone else needs to hear. Take the moment, hit that share button, send it to a friend, send it to somebody who needs a little pick me up at the end of the school year or someone who's looking to re-energize and get ready for what's coming next, because we need you all ready to keep going. We need you to have that fire burning. And if you're still looking for more ways to connect, remember to sign up for the something for you newsletter from Brandon because it's completely free. It comes out on the first and 15th of every month. And I spend a lot of time on it and I just want you to kind of take some time and read through it because I believe that you'll be inspired. I have some great stuff coming up from Ted Lasso to the NBA title, the NBA championship to just making sure that you are keeping yourself going. So keep going, reflecting, learning and growing always. And I hope to all of the listeners out there, I hope that you will continue to stay true to who you are, to keep going, to remember that the journey towards unlocking unlimited potential begins with you. And I hope that you continue to live with passion and purpose. Holly, thank you for your awesomeness. Have an amazing day.
1: Thank you. You too.